You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. So whether the market is doing gangbusters or looking more like a dumpster fire, a good, well-rounded stock portfolio is necessary for any investor. Robinhood is a platform that aims to democratize finance for everybody. Robinhood believes everyone should have access to financial markets, so what they did was they built their system from the ground up to make investing friendly, approachable, and understandable for newcomers and experts alike. What I love about Robinhood is that you don't need an account minimum to start. There are zero fees for trading, and you can even purchase cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin and Ethereum. Join today by tapping the link in the show notes to get a free stock. It's just like that. I mean, it's just free, just for signing up. And this free stock can be anything from Sirius XM to Apple or any of the other thousands of other publicly traded companies just like that. You've got everything to gain and nothing to lose. So go get your free stock today by checking out that Robinhood link in the show notes today. Real fast, let me go ahead and tell you about Inbox Dollars. Are you looking for a side hustle so easy you could do it while sitting on the toilet or in between commercials watching your favorite show? Unless you're like on demand and commercials are like an ancient thing to you. Hear me out. Inbox Dollars has your back. For 20 years, Inbox Dollars has paid over $59 million in cash rewards to its members for doing everyday online activities such as reading emails, taking online surveys, playing games, and watching videos and TV. They also have ongoing promos and contests for members to win money online. And they share the top ways for people to get beauty samples, free printable coupons, and other free online stuff. With so many easy ways to earn extra cash online and having fun in the process, it's no wonder Forbes, Mashable, Bustle, and so many other trusted outlets name Inbox Dollars the easiest and fastest way to earn money online. If you're looking for a way to influence future products and services while getting paid at the same time, then Inbox Dollars is for you. Click the special link in the show notes of this episode today and get $5 just for signing up. Get this $5 signing bonus just for creating an account. That's Inbox Dollars. The link is in the show notes of today's episode. Get it, get your $5, and get started. Prepare yourself. You're on the run with Remzo W. Martinez. Back by popular demand, and <laughs> not that anyone is really paying me or sending me words of affirmation, which is apparently my love language. Welcome back to another episode of On the Run. I'm your host, as always, Remzo W. Martinez. Go ahead and do me a favor. Go ahead and send this episode to basically anyone that is wondering if they have any reason to believe that there's any hope left for humanity. Because we're about to provide you some examples that that might not be the case. And the segment I call Degenerate Theater. Degenerate Theater is where I go ahead and collect my cabal of friends. And we're going to run through some of the worst movies we've ever witnessed. Yet for some reason, we find ourselves watching because why not? As always, I'm with the cast and crew of your Renegade Criminals in Degeneracy, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Sean Doyle. Sean, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Sean, you are wearing pants. We can't confirm this. We can't confirm this, yes. And I'm wearing a pure lacrosse shirt. Yes, pure. Okay, so basically it's like silk. Yep. 
It's, it's like a silk nightgown, essentially. Mm-hmm. Essentially. And he's wearing pants. We have that confirmed. Um, my one-quarter Persian... I, I, I don't know. Is it is it is it is it one quarter Persian or one eighth Persian? What 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 are we calling? I mean, this? it's uh, technically a one sixteenth, but quarter Persian Zed sounds better, doesn't it? We have our token Zed Zed. Great to have you on. <laughs> Happy to be here. <laughs> and as always, because we need somebody to make us watch these films, we have Derek. Derek, welcome. Yes, back. Th- thank you for having me, RJ. You know, someone's got to make you watch these films, and I. I am in. I love these movies. Uh, I, I, I have, some of them I, have, I can't yeah. stand, but I'll let you know which ones we. I don't. I have to give you and Zed some credit, and, and Sean because I know he's seen almost all of these. I I saw the first three films that we went ahead and uh, previewed on my Instagram, uh, folks. If you're not following me on Instagram, follow me at Hey Remso H E Y R E M S O for the Instagram stories. I really try and put out stuff as often as possible. Uh, your questions that you submit, your suggestions, the polls, everything. It really helps us tailor the show for you. And this is one of the episodes that you wanted to see more of. So, you know, whether you can survive with your sanity at the end of this is, is questionable, but we're doing this all out of love and boredom, mostly boredom, yes. but some love. Um, I give it up. Some, some. Sean's wearing pants for this. You should be happy. Yes, please. Uh, Zed, about how about you give us a preview? What were the criteria for the films we were looking at, and what should people kind of expect? Because we've got we've got more than what we previewed, and frankly, some of these films I didn't see, but after seeing some of the clips that you're going to pull up later, I'm kind of happy I didn't see them. Yeah, so a lot of these movies are from, like, the 80s and 90s, um, and they're just, you know, to describe them, they're so bad that they're good. They, they're almost comedic. It's almost its own genre. Like, it wasn't intentionally made to be terrible, but the outcome is just pure comedy. Kind of like The Room, mm-hmm. that crazy mm-hmm. guy, yes. Tommy Wiseau. I yeah. love Tommy. And what's oh, funny Tommy Wiseau, he's great. The, the directors that made these movies, they were dead serious about what they were doing. They thought they were making a masterpiece. And in in some ways, the way, if you know the way you look at it, it might be true. They did make a masterpiece, but a really shitty masterpiece. That's that's putting it lightly. Uh, before we get started, this is actually you know one of those awesome moments. You know, all these years later, folks, we've all known each other for more than a decade. Um, Sean and you know Derek used to share diapers or something like that. But uh, Sean, how about you go ahead and tell people how did this tradition kind of start? Because I'd like to say we only watched a few terrible movies together, but this turned into almost like a I, tradition of sorts. Dude, this this turned into like a whole ordeal. Like we just started like going to Walmart, picking out shitty movies out of a bin, and watching them with like Walmart candy. And then just good time. rotting our brains out practically. And I think that's why like some I probably failed physics once in high school. I probably became a lot dumber of a person because of some of these. But uh but yeah, I mean all of these are essentially films that are so terrible they're worth watching. So whether or not you go ahead and watch these later is all up to you, but we're going to tee it up for you because what else do you have going on? You're listening to this, so let's have some fun. (laughs) What's the first film we're going to cover? All right, so the first movie, we're going to start off light. Um, I grew up with this movie, The Master of Disguise. This is... I grew up with it too. uh, 
I, I've, I've never hated a film. Like, there are films I don't like. There are films I criticize. The Last Jedi is one of them. Uh-huh, I have yes. to say, this film, I, I genuinely get angry when I flick through channels and I see it come on. If you it know, comes on. I actually, I love that movie. Like, it's Dana Carvey. And the thing is, the reason why it's so popular is that the kids who grew up, you know, like basically the, their target audience was kids. It was supposed to be adults, but the kids loved it because it was so stupid. Dan, Dana yep. Carvey, though, like he's he does so many awesome things. I loved him in Wayne's World. I love him as the as the church lady uh, from the 90s Saturday Night Live. And he used to do impressions of like George Bush and Ross Perot. That was his biggest thing. So watching that growing up and then seeing this. I almost felt like he intentionally dumbed it down because it was a kid's film. Yeah. Or, or I, was it Was it really a kid's it, film? It wasn't. Because, I mean, I don't know if it's PG or PG-13, but it was a lot of slapstick humor, you know? And it, a It's lot a of lot of, you know, poorly timed fart jokes. Doyle was the one that wanted us to cover this one. Doyle, why? Dude, because when I went to go see this movie... I, I just remember laughing my ass off and just several of my other little kid friends just shitting their pants laughing because this movie was awful, awful, but funny. Uh, it's, I, I, I can't do it. I've literally only watched it once and it was in theaters in like first grade. I know that clips pop up all the time, but um Derek, Derek, what were your thoughts? Because like I, I this film is just like, I know it's not even good Dana Carvey. It's just fart. It's like, I, I love fart jokes. I love dick jokes. I love shit jokes. I, this film doesn't do it for me at all. Yeah. I mean, Ma- Master Disguise, it's like, it's a film that, uh, you know, I, I that's I, a fact. It's, it's a film. It's a movie. Um, I just remember like the, you know, the, the turtle, turtle, turtle like scene. Yep. And like, yeah. you know, I mean, if we like, give that's people- what I remember most of from that movie. Like, if we want to give uh, people like a synopsis of what it's about, you know, it's it's basically about a guy who's, I think, mentally handicapped. Would you agree? Slightly. Very, very high, mentally handicapped. Like probably high functioning, you know, like not Rain Man, because Rain Man is useful. Rain Man counts cards. Uh, I've always kind of considered Master of Disguise like a toned down Austin Powers. Kind yes. of like so. Basically, yes. like his family is like generational. Like I guess you could say, like shittier disguises. Mm-hmm. That's what they call them. They're like con- Matt, they're like yeah they're, they're they're con men that basically are are they criminals or were they like good guys who went after no, criminals? What they were they're they? like you know they use their power for good. And, so they're criminals. Yeah. Well, so the story is like they kidnap his father because you know an evil villain wants to learn their disguising powers to commit crimes and so pistachio who's dana carvey has to go save his father that was his name yeah and he has to go and learn the ways of being a disguise through his grandfather and that's basically the movie and it's just stupid humor you know was george bush did george bush have a cameo in this he didn't have a cameo but he did a great impression if you want to to pull that one up No, it's uh, no, um, no, no. Yeah, Dan, Dana Carvey had to do something to redeem the film, and he he pretends to be George Bush. It's it's one of those things. The only the only thing worth mentioning is this is this scene, and it's the infamous scene from the Turtle Club. Zed, if you want to cue it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Doyle, you're smiling. That's what bothers I me. Love, I love this. Yeah, I don't mean to keep harping, but the name is so for people who can't see this, and if you want to watch the full video of this, you can go to the We Are Libertarians Patreon to actually watch us react to these clips because, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's worth a watch. But it is. Um, he's, he's in a giant turtle soup, and the turtle club is like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a club, but he turtle. took it literally, and he has turned himself into a, a, a turtle man mm. of sort. Yeah, he, he identifies as a turtle, it seems. Sexually identifies. Sexually identifies as a turtle. <laughs> okay, you can play it now. It's just a name. I think you're taking it a little bit too literally. This a- this actress was pretty hot. What's her name? Do you know? I don't, I don't remember her. Did she do anything other than this? I don't think so. I think maybe she's like. I a- think. Not sure. This movie probably killed. Movie. She probably yeah. She probably killed herself after this. I'm not, not exactly. But am I not turtly enough for the turtle club? Is he okay? He's fine. He's fine, Turtle. Turtle. Um, he's dreamed of this place ever since he was a child. Turtle. Um, Jimmy, we can go in for a moment. We'll be out in five minutes. Please. All right. Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, pause it. Even though, so he's wearing a green suit. The back of the suit is designed like a shell. Yep. And I, 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 like, I, you know, maybe it's good I didn't watch this beforehand. Like, she plays him off as being like a special needs child. He oh, looks, he oh, looks like one of those characters from those live action Super Mario Brothers movies. <laughs> yeah, oh he is. Oh my God. The, the Goombas? Yeah. The Koopas. Doesn't he? He's a Koopa oh. with a Koopa he's, shell. He's like a St. Jude's kid. It's just, um, it's uh, just sad. That I did actually look up that, like the cast. I think mm-hmm. it's Jennifer Esposito. Who the um, hell is Jennifer? Esposito? She sounds familiar. That's like was that's, she like a big thing in like the early two thousands, and then she faded away by like sounds 2004. familiar. Kind of like um, a, it was a Cameron Diaz, right? Her, She's, her Cameron Diaz roles, is still a thing though. Um, her known roles are for being in Crash, Summer of Sam, Don't Say a Word, Taxi, well, and Welcome to Collinwood. Oh was, yeah, she was in Taxi. She actually she was she was the police chief in Taxi with uh, Jimmy Fallon and Queen Latifah. And she Wait. played um, she Wait, played special taxi? agent Alexandra Quinn in NCIS in twenty nine. Uh, like I don't know if any of you like watched the NCIS. good NCIS. Yeah, just she die? normal NCIS. Alexandra Quinn. Uh, yeah, she she gets shot in like season two. Spoilers. She she dies. Yeah, I remember. yes. NCIS very you know, almost Not twice. Turtle. Seasons. No. turtle? No. Not turtle. No. Hi. Who is this actor? He he was in a lot of nineties and early two thousands. He's, he's like a, he he's he plays like the magical black person stereotype in films. Well, no, no, the thing is, he's Indian. And oh wow! He, he's I in just a lot. that. <laughs> he's in a lot. He was in a lot. He was in Mr. Deeds. He was in Independence Day. He was in the Mummy. He was the guy um, who ran the museum in the Mummy movie. Oh yeah! Either he's like super ethnic, or he plays like a a, a British guy. Yeah. In some cases, mm-hmm. yeah, he's the bad guy usually. 
I like this guy. He's he's he he always plays those like cameo roles. He's a cool guy. He's a cool guy. Uh, Hi. Huh. Um, could is. you tell me? Do you recognize this, Charles? I recognize that label anywhere. I made that cigar for the private collection of Devlin Bowman. Me when I go to a party. Really? <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine, too. Do you think you can give me an um, uh, address or phone number for Mr. Bowman? You're crazy. I can't give you that information. Oh, okay. no information. Hmm. What if harm found its way to you? Terrible, terrible, terrible harm. Would that change your mind? <laughs> Perhaps it's time to go into my shell. No. Terrible. I have this a is feeling just, this is just a, so like I, I I could see the humor I I believe it I know it's there I it just I, I don't know I but like what, what what does the what do you think the director told Dana Carvey to do in the scene it's like just act severely handicapped or something you know what's sad <laughs> Dana like Carvey a probably needs child uh, I mean this is. Dana Carvey probably came up with this himself and thought it was a good idea. Well, this, this was the movie that killed his career. Yeah. Oof. That's yeah, the this biggest is, of oofs. This is the it. last thing he, he did. This yeah. is the last thing. And this is the worth one it. scene that actually is memorable because of the rest of the film, like yeah. this, this turtle bit is only like, this is the height of it. And it's only like the middle of the film. Weird. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay so he just literally like was able to put his head into his shell he came out he bit off a man's nose the cgi is so early 2000s he spits it back this is okay he starts spinning around this was a rated R movie. He would have been bleeding wow. nose, right? I almost wish this was a rated R film. This would be like <laughs> this, Joker. This was me last week. We 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 live in a in a in a society. And I'm tired of saying it's not. It's like that would that, I almost wish it was You rated. get what you deserve. <laughs> you, you 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 get what you deserve, turtle. Uh, I might turn those off. <laughs> Uh, you know, another thing is, uh, he did this one scene though. I mean, he's a good impersonator, and this—I think this scene is where he really shines, where he impersonates. Uh, who's the guy who played Scarface? De Niro. No, not De Niro. Uh, Al Pacino. Al Pacino. He does a really good Al Pacino impression. You check out this scene right here. What are you looking at? You like the look? Huh? You want to look at me? That it? Chicken satay. And get that little stick stuck in my esophagus. <sighs> Not a chance. Have you got a little wiener and some tiny nuts? Sorry. I'm asking you, do you have a little wiener and some tiny nuts? Oh yeah, tiny nuts. Oh yeah. That's that's actually funny. That's actually good stuff. And if you can see, this, he actually looks like Al Pacino, a Scarface. This is this is actually funny. They should be called Krabby Cakes. What else? Pancakes and caviar. I like my pancakes with a maple syrup, not fish eggs. Hoya! What else? Fried wonton. Fried wonton. That should be called I weigh a ton. You trying to kill me? Not a chance. Let me see. Make something simple, like uh, you got a little cracker. Some simple little cracker with some cheddar cheese. No. You got no cracker cheddar cheese. You got uh, you got some tomato soup with a little uh, what you call a croutons floating on top of the tomatoes. No. You don't got that. 
You got some ice cream? No? You got some Neapolitan ice cream, you know, you got the vanilla, chocolate, strawberry, you go through the vanilla. Oh, delicious. Oh, suddenly chocolate. Oh, you're going through. Oh, my goodness. There's a strawberry. You don't got that. One of the greatest things ever invented. You don't got it. Awesome. Okay, Zed, I, I get it. This is SNL worthy. Yeah, that, that's yeah. some good stuff right there. Like, there are parts of this movie where he's god-awful, but then there are parts of this movie where his talent just shines. And this was a deleted scene, too. Why'd yeah, they get rid of this? I don't know why they deleted this. This wasn't scene. even in the movie? Well, it was, but he like his line as Scarface was probably like 30 seconds long instead of like three minutes long. There's more? Oh, there is more of this. Yeah, yeah it's deleted. Uh, it's a, the, it says deleted scene. But yeah, Doyle, I mean, would, would this be a movie you would go back and watch now? No. <laughs> I might no. watch it with friends Just, for comedy value, but that's about it. Uh, so okay, I, let's I'd ask, rather watch let's Powerpuff ask. Girls. Powerpuff Girls is actually good compared to this. The well, original okay. series, let's be clear. Not that new shit. We don't talk about that new shit. <laughs> the kids have it wrong. Okay, I'm going to go across to you guys. We're going to ask this. Would this be worth watching again? Big criteria, by yourself. Zed. Yeah, I mean, I've actually watched it on my own multiple times because it's, it's nostalgic for me. I grew up watching it, so I find the humor funny. Derek. Uh, I think I might watch it with like friends just to, just to, you know, laugh, but, but you wouldn't watch it by yourself, which is no, big no, difference. no, no, I would not watch it <laughs> on my own time by myself at 0% chance. And Doyle, you, you wouldn't just watch it at all. You're done with this. <laughs> yes. But it's like add, and it's gone. The only way I'd watch this is if my girlfriend broke up with me, slapped me in the face, said you're a, a lying, cheating, bastard, loser boy that will never get anyone and then derek takes my girlfriend away from me oh god former girlfriend and then ceases to slap me and say ha 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 i took her that sounds odd that's very specific specific. are you okay are 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 we okay do you want to talk about (laughs) it maybe Maybe in another episode. Oh, wow. This is oh, getting no. too deep. This Not deep out. enough for now. Uh, Zed, next okay. movie. Next movie. Oh, yeah. Next movie. <laughs> okay. So, next movie is Samurai Cop. Yes. Okay. I, I got to admit, you guys have been talking about this movie for several years. I watched it for the first time last night, and it is different. <laughs> it is so I, like I watched, it, I watched the riff tracks one that you guys recommended and it is um i don't think without the guys from mystery science theater 3000 i could have gotten through with it in one sitting by myself yeah i mean they really help getting through the scenes which aren't iconic you know because there are there are like three or four really good scenes in there, which everyone talks about. But you know, just getting there, the riff tracks, dudes, just make it funny. it's not a long film. It's only like an hour and a half, but it almost felt longer because some of the uncomfortableness of it is just. It, it's like you're watching. It's like okay, this can end now. This can end now. Oh God, it's still going. Um, Zed, mm-hmm. what, what's kind of like the synopsis of this one? All right, so. The guy who made this movie, so this movie came out in 1990, and the guy who made it was a, a Iranian immigrant. And his name was Amir Shervin. And so he really wanted to get into Hollywood and he wanted to make movies in America. So he started making movies he thought Americans like. And what he thought Americans like was explosions, nude girls, 
and just vulgarity. And so he he's made, not wrong about most of that. But he's pretty yeah, right. But he 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 executed it really poorly. And so he made a lethal weapon knockoff samurai cop. I, I want to bring up like when I saw the the um the poster for the movie, it's got Robert Zadar, who's and, and this is just the film critic in me. When you do the the main characters, you usually put the protagonist first. They put the bad guy first. I had to Google it. Robert Zadar is the bad guy, and then Matt Hannon is the good guy in the film. Neither of them, who are listed on top of the title of the film, are actually in the cover. Those are two different. Those are people who aren't even in the movies on the poster. Because well, you've you got know, the samurai cop, and then you've got someone. I mean, you've got him holding some random dude's head. That's none of the people who are in the in the credits. So there's a story behind that story poster, actually, that movie poster. So that movie never actually got released in theaters because it was so bad, no theater would pick it up. And the only market they could find to buy that movie was like Romania or something like that, or some nice. Eastern European country. So they just drew up whatever poster art and straight to DVD in Romania. Wow. Yeah. So wait, which poster are we talking about? Uh, it's the one he posted on his Instagram story. Oh, okay. It's, uh, you, you can't see it on the webcam probably, but it's basically him in a cop uniform, which he never wears, holding a samurai sword and then holding some random dude's head. Yeah, I, I found what you're talking about. Yeah, it's just like it's so... Oh, I, I, I didn't realize that had a tagline. You have the right to remain silent. Dead, Dead silent. silent. Yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah. If you if you Google um, Samurai Cop poster, the first one that appears is actually legit because it's Robert Starr, Matt Hannon, Mark Frazier. It's like I cop. think that's like after it got popular, like cult popularity. It's like someone had to make a bootleg version of the cover, and it turned out to be better than the actual poster for the film. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, that's a very good poster. I like but this poster. Basically, the synopsis of this movie is: it's a lethal weapon knockoff. You have Riggs who is played by Matt Hannon, who's Samurai Cop, uh, with Joe Marshall is his name. Joe Marshall. And uh, then you have Frank... <laughs> he's Watt. like the Danny Glover character. No, he's the, he's the uh, Samurai Cop, you know, the white guy with the long hair. Yeah, who's, who's, the, who's his sidekick? Sidekick is Frank, Frank Washington. Oh, he's the he's, Danny Glover. He's the Danny Glover. Yeah, and so basically they have to go uh, after the Japanese Katana gang and, I don't know, they're Katana selling gang. drugs or something. And so there's like a big war between Samurai Cop and the Katana gang and they're trying to kill each other. And, you know, hey, Zed. it ensues. And hey, Zed. we got some very iconic scenes in this movie. Hey, Zed, what does Katana mean? No, oh, yeah, it means Japanese sword. So <laughs> that's literally what that means. I thought it was gonna be something poetic, like swift wind or lethal grass or some shit like that. Does well, that literally mean Japanese sword? No, but the joke is in the movie. Uh, there's a scene where one of the cops asks Samurai, "Hey, what does katana mean?" And he's like, "It means Japanese sword." <laughs> And what I love is like the, the dry delivery for it because you could tell these actors, I feel bad for them in a way because I, I did some research on the cast. Like for a lot of them, this was like what was going to be their big break into Hollywood. So they're doing this with dead seriousness, but it just comes out so deadpan. It's almost like it's meant to be funny. So one fun fact, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure, because I've seen videos about this, the actor who plays Preacher uh, we're pretty sure he was doing cocaine on set. Like, oh yeah, wow. 
Because in one of the scenes, sure. in one of the scenes, the guy who plays Preacher, you could actually see white powder underneath his nose if you look care- carefully. <laughs> what? Yeah, in, in the police station scenes. Oh wow. We're we're gonna go ahead and show some clips from this, but we've all seen this, right? Like I was the last oh, yeah, person who wonderful. hadn't seen it. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm glad I saw this last night, and uh, this is I, not, not to spoil the other stuff, but like this is probably my favorite one. On actually, no, it's my second favorite one, but this one had the most number of scenes worth mentioning. So Zed, go mm-hmm. go ahead and cue it up. Okay, so classic. The, the first scene we're gonna watch is the dialogue between him and the the, the nurse in the hospital, and it's just. I'm guessing Amir Shervin thought this is how couples or people in relationships talk to each other. This is how flirting works. Yeah, this is how flirting works. Okay. It's almost, you know what I equate it to? It's almost like those old 80s videos they would show us in like uh, sexual development classes in high school. Like of how people are supposed to like go out and it's like, hey, Janet, you want to do it? It's almost on that level. This is going to be really fun for audio listeners. All right, you ready? Go for it. Do you like what you see? I love what I see. Would you like to touch what you see? Yes. Yes, I would. That's right. Would you like to go out with me? Pause. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, and I mean this with the utmost respect for women. She looks like a stripper. Like hey, just... she looks like a very nice lady. And for audio listeners, this is a nurse, by the way. They're in a hospital. Yeah, this like, is a professional environment. Yeah, she just checked up on a patient, and like, like, like she's not dressed scantily. Like she's dressed like a nurse. But she's an actual nurse this woman. Like I'm, I'm looking at her. I'm like, she was a stripper before this. But anyway, I, I won't interrupt anymore. Yes, I would. Would you like to fuck me? <laughs> I, 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 just, I just love Frank Washington's reaction. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the director told him, okay, here's a dialogue, just react to it. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> Doesn't interest me. Nothing there. Nothing there? Oh, what? Nothing there. They are talking about a stick. What right? would interest you? Yeah. Something the size of a jumbo jet? I have a sticker of this right here on your what? On my laptop. Just oh my Frank God. I've seen it. It's this. beautiful. It's a wonderful sticker. Oh my God. Have you been circumcised? Yeah, I have. Why? Well, your doctor must have cut a big portion of it off. No. Oh. <laughs> Good doctor. Wait, wait, wait. Pause. Out. Maybe I forgot something. Was was he there to like in, in, interrogate somebody, investigate something? So, so, so she, this was she, after has the. She, um, has she seen his dick? So this was after the uh, car chase scene where they're chasing down some of the Katana gang, and like, and uh, the bad guys crashed, and one of the guys was set on fire from the car explosion. So then, so he survived, but he was sent to the hospital. Yeah, so, so he's under witness protection. Yeah, essentially. Sean, as uh, someone who uh, got, got around with the ladies during his uh, younger years, 
was the what was the biggest what was the biggest insult you could you ever witnessed a girl deliver about a guy's penis size? <sighs> the helmet is too small. Wow. That's and, or or <laughs> or uh sorry, your urethra looks very oddly shapen. Wow. That yeah. that's those are so specific it's hurtful. I almost feel bad for the people those are being aimed at. I have been in the room for both of those. Not towards me, towards other people. Disclaimer, not towards Sean, towards other people. Okay. Hit it said. Good doctors make mistakes too. That's why they buy insurance. Hey, don't worry. I got enough. It's big. I want bigger. (laughs) Hey, I have uh... <laughs> <laughs> When I tell my boss I have the, I have enough experience for the promotion. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Oh, wow. <laughs> this one is um so they're at the police chief's office and basically I guess they screwed up on something and this is your stereotypical bipolar police chief. You gotta play by the rules, McLean. Captain, well, you know it, and they know it themselves. And what they want is results. And that's what we're going to give them. We're going to give them the results. Now, why don't we give Samurai here a second chance? Because I need him. We need him. So why don't we just help him and support him? All right? What do you say, huh, Captain? Is he asleep? You know, like somebody stuck a big club up my ass, and it hurts. <laughs> I've got to figure out a way to get it out of there. Derek, when he was younger. Get out of here. I don't want to see your face. He breaks the fourth wall right there. He's like Deadpool before Deadpool. There he is. that face. He's just staring straight into your soul. Frank Frank Washington is the best part of this movie. You son of a bitch. Come back here, you motherfucker. All right. So he's angry, right? Yeah, because right. he just got because he came over when he had his eyes closed and he kissed him on the head. Exactly, he's angry right now. But look what happens. This is why we say he's bipolar. Now watch. What? That is okay. I have a question about about samurai cop. Is sure. he a cop who's a samurai, or is he a samurai? Who's a cop? Because they mentioned that in Rift Tracks. I'm actually like so. His backstory. His backstory is this: um, he he uh, he trained with monks in Japan to become a samurai, but like he's still a cop. So he's just he's basically a cop who's a samurai. Like so, they call him samurai respectfully, but they're not like expecting him to go out with like a, a sword and shit. That's why. Okay, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, there's also a samurai cop too. They made a sequel to this shit. They oh yeah. Did. Oh, it's, years it's, later. It's, it's, it's like a, a reunion tour. It is. Not, yeah, the same actors and everything, but it's just wait. Like, they got the same people to come back for this. So they yes. got they got Fujiyama to come back. They got Frank Washington and Matt Matt Hannon to come back. And, um, are unfortunately and, and and then Peggy, the, the the blonde chick who's always hitting on him, she she was also back too. These people, it's like I I genuinely think, what were they doing between those films? Stripping, <laughs> selling drugs, all so, of the above. So I mean, <laughs> but but the thing about Samurai Cop Two is this: 
half of that movie is actually a sequel to Samurai Cop, and the other half is Tommy Wiseau having a breakdown. Wow. Oh, yeah, it's it's bad. Because they brought on Tommy Wiseau, and he's basically just like a different storyline that's like he's You're just You're not having... actually talking about Tommy Wiseau, right? I am. No, I'm not talking Tommy about Wiseau I'm talking about actual Samurai Tommy. Like, he's in Samurai Cop 2, and it's and, just half the movie is him I, breaking down. What? Yeah, and I, like, I, I think this is what happened, is they made Samurai Cop, um, Samurai Cop 2, right? And they started filming it, but I feel like they ran out of funds. So they're like, hey, Tommy, since you're a fan of Samurai Cop, why don't you just record half an hour of you just breaking down so we can finish our movie? I mean, my theory is he was just on set having a breakdown. They were just, just filmed it. Like, <laughs> everybody lie to me. They hate me. Fuck my life. Oh, hi, Brad. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Summer. Hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. Okay. Everybody lied to me. I did not. So I did not scene... hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, wrong. Mark. <laughs> so this one of hi, this scene is probably one of the best monologues I've ever heard in a movie. And it, it almost sounds like something Donald Trump would say in one of his rallies. Right? Oh my gosh. It's just dead. so, just watch. Despite insulting my client, you have nothing on him. Uh, and yes, we have. We have many things on him. And this client of yours is going to need more than a lawyer to clean up this shit. Officers, if you have anything against me, then book me. Otherwise, as they say, get the hell out of my face. This is America. Land of freedom and law. A man is innocent until he's proven guilty. You have nothing on me. Oh, I got he a lot like of shit you. <laughs> he looks like he just forgot his lines for a second. <laughs> oh. I'll sue you and the department for this insult to my client. I'll file the case first thing in the morning. Hey, counselor, you still have three or four hours before the uh, courthouse closes. <laughs> now, I'm telling these son of a bitches that we respect the Japanese of this country who are honest businessmen. And yeah, this is the land of opportunity for legitimate business, not for death merchants who distribute drugs to our children through schools and on the streets. <laughs> Now I'm telling these motherfuckers that if they continue killing our children to make their precious millions that they deposit in their secret Swiss bank accounts. Counselor, before your lawsuit even gets off the court clerk's desk, I'll have their stinking bodies in garbage bags and ship them back to Japan for fertilizer. Got it? And you too. Wait, 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 wait. I just realized he threatened to murder the lawyer. <laughs> Zach, can you say any of that like Trump? Oh man, I don't think I'll, I think I'll butcher it. But just, I mean, imagine that Trump said "motherfuckers" in his rally. We no, respect no, the Japanese. these sons of bitches. <laughs> we respect we... the Japanese who don't commit crime and use cocaine and other things for their millions because they're selling things to children. It's like the Al Baghdadi assassination. I don't respect them for creating the the Chinese virus. I mean, the Corona virus. Sorry. The Kung Flu virus. Because in America, we've got freedoms and laws, and I will kill you 
and your bodies will stink in the corpse. Like, it's just, oh my gosh. Excuse me, miss. By the way, what's an all-American girl like you doing with a geek like this? Pause that'd, it. Be something, that'd be something Re- Trump would re- say. Rewind it a little bit. Give, give some context to this one. There's this blonde chick who's like, I fucking samurai cop while he's talking, like giving this speech. <laughs> Excuse me, miss. By the way, what's an all-American girl like you doing with a geek like this? Yeah, and the geek is the Asian guy, apparently. Oh, that seems racist. Oh. That's a that, drift track set. That's, that's... Ooh, so racist. That, that's actually... That's actually kind of racist. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, here's the chopped arm scene. Yes. Get my men, dead or alive. Move! Here's the only samurai sword in the movie. So what are you going to do? Fight this guy barehanded? They stole that from Indiana Jones. So what this henchman did was he just pulled out a sword and a samurai cop is about to do that. His partner says, well, you got to just bare hand. He pulls out a gun and he shoots him. Cuff him. I'm in. I'm cuff him. You know, this guy actually returned in Samurai Cop 2 as well. Did he have his arm? No, he no. didn't. And and the scene in Samurai Cop 2 is like, I forgive you for cutting off my arm because after a day, I realized there was more to life than crime. So wow, I'm helping you. That's really deep. Well, and I gotta, at least you got a better life. Yeah, there was a lot of fan service in uh, Samurai Cop 2. I, I, I got I to gotta give it to Samurai Cop. When he cuts that guy's arm off, his face looks like that of a serial killer. It's wonderful. <laughs> Just yeah, right you there. Know, some people say Matt Hannon looks like Steve Carell in a wig. <laughs> Doesn't he? Okay, did you ever see that episode of The Office where Michael is talking about how long he's been with Dunder Mifflin and they show this photo of the 80s where he has a mullet <laughs> Just and the this. larger guy? Yeah, it's like this. I, I want to describe him and tell me if I'm, I'm moving off, but his hair looks like someone got a wig from one of the female actresses and they put it on him. But what's worse so, is when he's like, there are multiple scenes where he's in a speedo and I got to give the guy credit. He's cut, but his body is bigger than his head. So it looks like someone got an action figure of a, of an action figure with a small head popped off the head and put the small head on the big body and then got like a Barbie wig and so, slapped it on top of him. So comment about the wig thing. Um, so, so he actually is wearing a wig for some of these scenes. And the reason for that is because they thought they were done filming the movie. So Joe Marshall, like the, like he, Matt Hannon went to get a haircut and he got a haircut and then they come back to him after he gets haircut and they're like, uh, we need to film some more scenes because the footage was bad or something. I, I got to give him credit because and, it's so uh, much they, better than Superman and Justice League with the mustache thing. Yeah, so they, they gave him a wig for some scenes. Like, there are some things with natural hair and others with a wig. What do you, okay, in this instance, what do you think that is? I think that's his natural hair, but, but I don't know. This is, this is natural. The, the, the wig was mainly in the beginning of the movie because they filmed the beginning of the movie last and the end of the movie first. Yeah, like whenever they're, whenever he's wearing a hat, that's when the when he has a wig. Like yeah. he's wearing a hat a bit in this movie. He um 
Yeah, like this is still like I I would not have known that unless you brought it up, Derek. And I got I got to give him credit. Like this is way this is a way better way to switch it around than what they did to Henry Calville in Justice League with his little baby mouth. Yeah, so he actually is wearing a wig <laughs> in some scenes, but wow. his natural hair is in others. Well, that's all I have for Samurai Cop. Uh, so next uh, one is Future Force. Do you oh, want but to be- before this, a- what about okay? But before this, would you watch this? by yourself zed um i would but it's a lot more fun watching a friend so if you are going to watch this movie watch it with friends yeah and i i did watch it by myself i i I would watch it by myself again i'd rather watch it with other people but at least the riff tracks version of this was worth it uh Mm -hmm. derek uh kind of similar boat to you guys i've watched by myself but a lot more fun with friends sean sam okay so we're all in agreement. We could watch this by ourselves again, but it's still better with friends. So this is, I would call this, I, w- I would give this a passing score. Okay, then the next one is one I, uh, uh, like, this is this is a movie I would love for them to play at, like, uh, Alamo Drafthouse. I would, I would love to get shit-faced and watch this movie. It's called Future Force, and it has um, David Carradine in it. David Carradine from Kung Fu, from Lone Wolf McQuaid, from uh, Kill Bill, or as you might remember him, as I remember him, my freshman, no, my uh, sophomore year of high school, our sophomore year of high school, the guy who died by masturbating. Oh, no. So, yeah, RJ, you know more about this movie because I've never seen it. So if you want to give us a synopsis. Oh, brother. Okay, so basically it takes place in the weird dystopia called the 90s, which they're calling the future, even though the film was filmed in 1989. And for the record, David Carradine was never like an A-list actor, but I felt like he could have done better than this. I felt bad for him watching this film. And as I did some research, I found that Future Force did play in theaters, but only in one country, Portugal. And then somehow it made it in bootleg copies to the U.S. Basically, David Carradine is a bounty hunter, and he works for an organization called COPS, Citizen Occupied Police Services, or some shit like that. And basically, they, they, it's all these people. That it look, they're like the warriors. They all wear like leather biker vests and fingerless gloves and tight jeans and combat boots. And what they do is when they go collect criminals, they're not collecting them like regular cops. They get paid a bounty. So all these other bounty hunters will fight each other sometimes to go fight these people. But here's the strange shit. And this is the only like feature thing about the film. The whole film, when you watch it, it's like they filmed it in the same like five mile block of like the the shittiest parts of LA or San Francisco. So it's it's just them really just driving around the entire film, which is sad because David Carradine, I know him for doing karate. That's what he does. He has barely any karate. The only redeeming factor in this entire film, which is about him protecting this journalist, I guess, who's who's got some dirt or some evidence showing that the leader, the president of the cops organization is actually corrupt. They never really, really assess how it is or why, but that's what's going on. So he has to protect this woman. He has this glove, which is part Iron Man armor, part power nintendo power glove part doctor strange cape because you can't tell if it's alive or not but it shoots lasers and 
that's all there is to say. I I watched it straight, sober, intentionally, and that's all I gather from it. It is like I, I feel bad for David Carradine. If it weren't for how his death made us remember him, this would be the worst thing he ever did. So that's all I've got to say about that. And please, if you're going to watch it by yourself like I did, watch the Rift Tracks version. Because other than that, it's just it's it's just it's just so fucking stupid. Yeah. Like you just have to have a good sense of humor to like this movie. Do you want us to pull up a clip? Of yeah, go go, go ahead and pull it up. This is this is the one scene where they probably put like twenty bucks towards CGI. Right. So this this is the right scene, right? Yeah, this is like at the beginning of the film. He's hunting down some drug dealers or some shit. It looks like a fucking toy. I masturbate with. (laughs) It's from Power Glove for grown-ups. You guys haven't seen this before, so I really want to hear your reaction. Basically, you got some bad guys in the car, and they're going to run them over, but he just grabbed them with the glove. They can't get away. No. He gave up. Die. All right, man. All right. Give up. Sit tight while I run in the computer. Got that? So he's supposed to be some cop? Yeah, man, we got it. Yeah, he's a bounty hunter. They could drive away right now. What's the point, Eric? There, cops. I guess he ran They were about to run him over, but he blew up the car with his power glove. Love it. I thought the car's going to explode. I thought I was just going to stop it or something. Me, when I tell my ex, we're done. (laughs) You wouldn't think there was an explosion. He just just walks away. Now, now we fast forwarded. Okay, this is this is where things get really stupid. So he's fighting the one big bad guy's henchman in what seems to be the L.A. dump, and he's been attacked. No. Where's his power glove? This is what's stupid. Oh, you're the best. Hell, I've killed women tougher than Professor you. Xavier. <laughs> but he kills women. Very buff, Professor Xavier. So you would think that he would have the power glove with him. Instead, he has this little clicker thing that looks like an aerosol can. Get away. Wait, is this going to fly to him or something? You read my mind, Derek. So instead of putting it on to start. It's alive! 
you risk dying and have to push that button like five times. Oh, is it going to impale him? <gasps> you wish it would impale him. That's the thing. It just punches him. How awesome would it be if it just flew right through him? <laughs> hey, we need to watch this movie. Man, that button does everything. It's, it's like, like you, you can see the camera. You can tell somebody's running around with the gloves. So you see him attack from the gloves view. This reminds me of like Rob Schneider getting choked in the shower by uh, his lawn people. <laughs> What? <laughs> okay. I'm sure I bet they have that glove on a string. What? So instead of like having it come to him to put on the glove, he just sends it back? Two, two things. One, I, why would you ever leave the glove? Secondly, if it could do that, why would you ever wear the glove? Yeah. What, why? He didn't press a button for it to return, so it just returns on its own? Yeah. After I, it gave him the okay sign, telling him, okay, the, the bad guy's been dead. Okay, so it's the white supremacist glove it's... now. Yeah, basically. Oh, no. I saw that and I'm like, oh, this glove is canceled. <laughs> <laughs> glove is canceled. Oh my gosh. But yeah, that's literally everything else is them just driving in circles, giving each other like shitty one-liners. There's nothing. That's all the action that there really is in the film. Oh boy. I think so, I would need... Oh boy. I would need riff tracks to see this. It's the only way to do it. So here, here's my question. Since you guys did not see this, do you want to watch it? I, 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 I mean, I I'm down. Guys. Yeah, we could all watch it together <laughs> one night. Uh, I, I, I'd watch it, but I need, I'm going to need a couple, uh, some of these. Yeah, we can't do it sober. I can't do it sober. Again. I can't Don't do, it make me do it solo either. Like, screw that noise. You know, sometimes I'll just put these movies on just to fall asleep if it's late at night. Wow. I will agree on that. You know, like, there are some movies that are just like, I don't need to pay attention to this, and then I can just play it for, like, background noise. Yeah. Um, Yeah, or or I think about P.E. from in school. That shit was boring. Why why is that your go-to thought? Because, Derek, no one cares about P.E. Stop I mean, judging him, Derek. Gee. Fair, fair yeah. enough. Okay. Gosh. My job is to judge him. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so okay. the next movie yeah. you're going to have to help us out with as well, RJ, because I haven't seen it. Dark oh, Man. This is the best worst movie ever. Wait, it's Dark called, Man? Yeah, so Dark Man, and this is... It, it, okay, is this, it I, dark? No, not really, but it's... Hear me out. Okay, so Sam Raimi from The Evil Dead, who would later go on to direct Spider-Man, is a director we all love. And Sam Raimi loves two things. He loves horror and he loves superheroes. And he does them all well, except Spider-Man 3. We don't talk about that. Hey, that had some great scenes, though. It's it's worth the memes, but it wasn't worth the film. Um, in the early 90s, as Marvel was selling off all their licenses to certain films for video games, TV shows, and, and uh, movies, 
Um, he actually tried to buy the rights to do a Spider-Man film, and he was actually competing against James Cameron. James Cameron would later get the rights and write a script, but the studio would later fall apart, and the rights would later get bought by Sony, giving us eventually the Spider-Man trilogy with Tobey Maguire from the early 2000s that would you know, like Destiny be filmed by Sam Raimi. But at the time, he was really upset that he couldn't do that. Then he wanted to direct uh, Batman after Batman Returns. But they got rid of Tim Burton and they brought in Joel Schumacher for the Batman films that we also don't talk about. So what he did with his brother was they crafted an original script for a brand new hero called Darkman. And Darkman is basically a deformed freak who can make plastic faces of other people and essentially go undercover and fight crime. But that's not the best part. The best part is they made three movies of this. But what makes this specific film so good is that Darkman stars Liam Neeson. It does? Liam Neeson. Qui-Gon Jinn. Rosh Al Ghul, Schindler's List. We all love us uh, some Liam Neeson. Taken. Taken. I know what you did for my daughter. Um, yeah, so, so this is this is basically this scene that we're gonna watch is probably the one part in the film where it's like I I bet Liam Neeson wishes this movie was forgotten. But basically he's eight, he's he's set on fire by some bad guys, he gets his dark man powers but he's going crazy. And the thing about his mask, which is what he's wearing in the scene, his, his, uh, his masks can only last in sunlight for an hour. After an hour, he has to go run and hide, and then he looks like a freak again. So it's not only messing with his body, it's messing with his mind. So, so wait, he, does, he, does he look fine at night? No, he he has to. He creates these lifelike masks that's made out of like this, this, this skin, but the skin deteriorates in sunlight. So okay. that's why he can only be in a disguise for an hour. So he's reconnected so, with wait, his girlfriends. Well, I guess my question is this: like, if if he's um wearing a mask at night, he's good for the whole night, right? No, it's the masks only last an hour. Okay, you said daylight, so I thought I thought it like deteriorate only in sunlight. The the movie doesn't make sense, Derek. You just have to accept the mystery. Fair enough. But what what's really weird is that so at at after the lab explosion where he's on fire, they think he's dead. He comes back and he's reconnected with his girlfriend. So they're at this park, and this is where you see Liam Neeson in probably his worst film moment ever. I love you, <laughs> darling. Oh, it's good to be back. Hastings, I'm gonna win for you the biggest, uh, fuzziest, pinkest animal doll in that rack. Yes, that's not gotta... thought it. What you to say? <laughs> Why does it always have to be so dramatic? I have my hospital sessions, Jules. I'm not 100% cured yet, but I soon will be. Where is this place exactly? Pete, I want to be involved somehow. Can I at least take you back there? No. No, please, Julie. I don't want you to see me there. I don't want you to think of me as an invalid or or some kind of a freak. Uh, the pink elephant, please. I'm sorry, buddy. It don't count unless you're behind the line. Those games are always rigged. Oh, fine. Not hard. I was standing right here with my girlfriend. Now, the pink elephant, if you please. 
no wait. He kind of looks like a serial killer in this movie, doesn't he? This is the film where if you want to see him at like his most comedic, you're going to see a lot of things that you didn't think you wanted to see from Liam Neeson. It doesn't matter, Pete. It matters. I won a pink elephant for my girlfriend. Why don't you just uh, get lost? Elephant. Quickly. Didn't you hear me? Weirdo. Okay, so the guy, the, the car was being mean, poked him, and what Liam Neeson has just done is like freaking Play-Doh. He breaks the man's fingers. Nice. Should I just give him the fucking Why does it sound like Batman? Take it. Take it. Take it. Right the off. fucking elephant. Right off. <laughs> right off. <laughs> this is him, like, this is schizo Liam Neeson. Oh, and you can see his skin falling apart now. <laughs> Pause it. I just realized he takes the elephant with him. <laughs> he does. He's going to take it to the hospital. He has to cover his face. <laughs> Wait! the clip that is um that is my favorite scene in the film there Ooh. there are other there are other scenes in here but this is the one where it's like this is this is what makes the whole film and i and i love that camera cut where they show the carney screaming and then liam neeson like screaming and yelling so it's like this weird like he doesn't know how he should feel and then his girlfriend is just absolutely terrified with the part where he's like take it Take it. Take the fucking elephant. It's like, oh, That's he, what she said. <laughs> so many shades of Liam Neeson's acting range. Mm. Oh, my gosh. All right. So our next film is Miami Connection. So oh, would you like? Would, would, would you guys, guys want to watch that? I would watch it. I've seen it. I actually saw it in theaters, actually. Um, so what, what? Yeah. So riff tracks will do live broadcasts in, in select theaters. It's called riff tracks live. And they'll show like uh, a movie like Miami connection where you go at like 8 PM and they're live streaming from another theater doing a live show. So you can watch them doing live commentary. Oh, I did not know they did a riff tracks version of this movie. I yeah. have to find Ooh. that. It, it's I, on I, Amazon prime. Okay, I, I watched, uh, I, I bought this my freshman year of college from like a, a dollar video store and I watched it like an entire weekend because I had no other plans. But this movie, uh, you know, I, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. The next two films start a different actor. You guys know the bald guy who played the mummy in the Brendan Fraser movies? Mm-hmm. 
he becomes yeah. Dark Man. So he replaces Liam Neeson as the main character. They they play the same character, but he's the Dark Man for Dark Man to the Return of Durant and Dark Man Three, Die Dark Man Die. And these films are just so so atrociously good. <laughs> oh wait, are you talking about Dark Man? Yeah, what the fuck do you think oh, I was talking about? I thought I thought we were talking about Miami Connection. No, they don't have a rift tracks for Dark Man. I'm sorry. God damn it, you there's no rift tracks for Dark Man. Ah! I mean, you can probably send a request. You got him so excited. Ah! Dark My Life. Mm. Ah, talk 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 okay, we're we're gonna watch this. I'm gonna make you guys fucking watch it. No, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna make you guys fucking watch this. Okay. I'll watch that. I'm go in. on to go on to the next one. Okay. God. So the next one is Miami Connection. Uh, so basically, it's about motorcycle ninjas in Miami who deal cocaine in Orlando, and for some reason have it have a beef with a, a a band, a rock band of teenagers who play for the University of Central Florida. And preachers there too, because he did cocaine. That is the most preachers not there actually. It's joking. like it's like an ad lib of a movie. Yeah, and I, it, I need to choose noun. Ninjas doing verb snorting cocaine. <laughs> but it was directed by YK Kim, who's a, a grandmaster in I believe Taekwondo. And um he he basically made this movie he came to the States because he wanted to make it big in Hollywood, I guess. But this movie was a colossal failure and it was only discovered, you know, a few years ago and it became a cult hit. And, I really uh, hope he's doing okay after this. No, he is. He actually, YK Kim owns like the biggest Taekwondo school franchise in Florida. So what I you're telling that. me is his movie career didn't work out. Yeah, but his Taekwondo career worked out. All right. So this is the trailer for Miami Connection. And it is an original soundtrack made for this movie. That's never a good sign. It's actually pretty pretty good you know that's not always a bad sign original soundtracks can be great yeah it's like, like about, if you're doing batman but if you're doing an indie flick about what you think americans are like you should probably just steal some copyrighted music and you know the, the songs are about friendship and fighting ninjas i mean hey that's pretty cool huh yeah all right here we go here's a trailer for miami connection <laughs> When did this come out? I believe in the mid 80s. Oh, wow. Okay. That explains a lot uh, all of a sudden. We have a special treat for you today. We have a new house band with a new dimension in rock and roll. We have the one, the only, Dragon Sound. Was that guy holding cactuses as weapons? <laughs> what was he holding? I thought that was a nail bat. Like from Negan? <laughs> what is he? Uh, yeah, what is that? I yeah, think. It looks like an electrical pole. I don't This band is the only family I had. 
Carlos in Taekwondo on the pretty bad. I want you to mess it up by going out with a second-rate musician like that John Caraton. Okay, so they're nin they're they're black belts in karate or taekwondo. They're black belts in taekwondo. They they're in a band. And they're university students. And they're all orphans. And they're all orphans, yes. This is my favorite anime. And they go to the University of Central Florida. Nice. Okay. What's with what's with guys in the eighties with like jerry curls and porno mustaches? I think the the earlier in the eighties you go, you start to see a higher rate of both mullets, jerry curls, and porn mustaches. That that was the guy who actually did the original soundtrack for this movie. Who's the black ninja in this one? No, he's the the, the guy with the mullet. The porn mustache guy? Yeah, that porn mustache guy. Yeah, he did the original. The, all this like music you're hearing is from him. It's uh, OG. I mean, it's oh, good wow. music. I like it. Yeah, he, he makes good music. It's oddly specific, though. We yeah. must end the senseless violence. We're ninjas. We have to stop the fighting in the street. It's almost like if you're a cop and you're listening to this, it's like, you know, this band full of orphans who are, you know, uh, uh, University of whatever. They all happen to be black belts. I wonder if there are these teenagers fighting in the streets. Uh, being ninjas. And they're, like they're cocaine Power name, Rangers. Their band name's called Dragon Sound. Hmm. hmm. Oh. And then they have the song about friendship. But I I feel like this movie actually has what like besides Samurai Cop, it has a really good uh, monologue scene. If you guys want to hear that, uh, go for it. All right, so this is basically apparently the these five guys who are orphans. Um, one of them finds his father apparently, and he receives like a letter. And then, John, the short one looks like your dad in the eighties. <laughs> but no comment. <laughs> but Sorry, yeah, is that ba- going? Basically, um, he basically gives his origin story to like all the guys, and the guys are like, "What? How can this be true? We are all orphans." Is he the only black man in this entire movie? Yeah, he's the only black guy in this movie. Did, did movies in the eighties only have room enough for one? God, right, we have so much progress to make. Go, go ahead. Well, he's actually in this movie. He's not entirely black. He's actually half Korean, as his monologue will tell you. Oh, yeah. What happened, Jim? What is this letter? Tell us. Go ahead. Tell us. Why don't you explain to us? Come on, we're, we're your best friends. Sorry, it's hiding from this from you guys. All right. But, but this looks like your brother. I didn't know you have a brother. It's my father. 
Did he just say booger or brother? Brother. Brother. I said brother, but I, mean, I didn't y- know you had a booger. I, YK Kim had a really thick Korean accent in this movie. Wait, that's him? Yeah. So the Asian guy is YK Kim. He acted in his own movie. He Tommy Wiseau'd this bitch? Okay. I did. <laughs> father. What? This is your real father? Yes, it is. Are you sure? I didn't know you had a father. I thought we are all orphans. We are all orphans. We are all orphans. And I gotta say, like, everyone has a father. It's like, <laughs> you mean you weren't just born to no family? That's crazy. <laughs> you I thought you were open. My mother was Korean. And my father was black American. I, I don't believe that. She gave me the picture when she was real sick. I was only nine years old. They say that they loved each other and they were real loyal. They always say that. <laughs> the music just makes us. But then when he finished military duty, he left. And we never saw him again. She told me to find him. But I didn't like him because he left us. But I knew one day when I grew up, I'd find him. Whether he was dead or alive. I sent a couple letters to the defense department. Yeah, and it just keeps going for like another minute. That was painful. He's so sad. Wait, so fake, fake cry. My father, my no, mother was my, black, and my, my father was Asian. My mother was a Korean. No, my, my mother was a Korean, and my father was a black American. Like, <laughs> I took after my mother. Much. <laughs> Not that much. I took after my mother, as you can tell. I mean, let's be <laughs> after honest. After he finished his military duty, he left us. <laughs> Sean. To be honest, I was not happy how the child came out from those two parents. He looks, the, like a, he looks like a piece of shit. He's the, he's the blackest Asian man I've ever witnessed in my life. Exactly. No wonder why he's an orphan. It's, it's for the plot. <laughs> no mm-hmm. wonder he's an orphan. An orphan. 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 Okay, so do you want to move on to our next movie, Birdemic? Yes. Yeah, I, I don't oh. know. If you guys want to watch that, I will watch it. I almost don't. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to I will it. do it for you, RJ. I will, if you genuinely want to watch that movie, I'll watch it again. Okay. But if if somebody else wants to, I'll join in. But that's the one. I'll watch it. Like, okay. Like, I'll do it. I just. Oh god. I I this will be low on my list. I would rather watch Master of Disguise again. No, yeah, yeah, no, I agree. This, I'd watch Master of Skies over this movie any day. <laughs> like, well, I, I guess, like, this movie it was made by a bunch of environmentalists or something, and they totally ripped off that old movie, The Birds, where the birds attack everyone. And their their reasoning for this movie is like, oh, well, what happens in this movie is because of global warming, and the birds started killing everyone. So, yeah. yeah. But I, I hope you, you know, enjoy sitting through the first two thirds of the movie. 
Yeah, the first two thirds of the movie is a guy getting up and going to work and then going on a date. And it's just really, really, it's unbearable. I was really frustrated when I saw this movie. Like, like the first 10 minutes is just driving and music. Yeah, the first 10 minutes is his commute to work. No dialogue, just a dash cam video of his commute. With music. Play With the music. Mu- said, play the music. Play the music clip. Let's see. Doyle, did you watch this by yourself or with them? No, I watched it with them, with Nick, with Nick Jackoff. Wow. That was forever ago. Yeah, we did you, all watched Did, did you want to watch this? Like, did, were you, how did you find I, this? Okay, okay. I, if I remember this correctly, I, I think how this happened was we were, you know, like in high school or whatever, and we were just thinking, okay, what movie can we watch? And I think it was Nick who suggested it because, like, apparently there was a sex scene in the movie, and we were like, ooh, like, because we're dumb you know, teenagers and shit. And we're like, and then we watch it and like, where, where's the scene? Where's the scene? Then we yeah. Get I was like, come like, on. I came here to see some action. <laughs> it was very dumb. And, and I was very well, frustrated. We'll, we'll show the clip in a, in a minute, but like uh, what we're talking about, the, the sex scene air quotes in the movie. Oh, but, it was just, I don't know. The, this, the, the acting, was terrible. It wasn't even like it wasn't even good bad acting. Like you see the quality of acting in Samurai Cop. That's Oscar like, worthy compared you, to this. Show. You can tell they were trying this. They just picked up random people from the streets and they're using like you know a hundred dollar camcorder. You know, <laughs> it was it was just bad. But at least they tried. The CGI looked like it was done by a fourth grader. They're like, hey, <laughs> oh, yeah. we'll pay, we'll see. pay, we'll, we'll pay you we'll, ten bucks if you make this scene pay, with like birds flying like, over. Pa- Patreon people, <laughs> you will see. <laughs> anyway, so uh, what, what scene do you want me to start off with first? Start start with the music. Just play the music for like a minute, and just so they understand what the car music is at the beginning of the movie. When, when did this come out? Uh, 2009 2010 okay. okay oh god so we're like in our black eyed peas phase yep uh, Fergie. no you'll see this is before the high school fight all right i don't know if you can hear this okay here let me oh, yeah, share the screen okay uh let me share the screen okay so basically this it's not actually a driving scene itself, but basically what you're seeing is what you're seeing in the movie. And yeah. it's just driving for just, 10 minutes straight with just this song. Just playing imagine driving with this music. Imagine I feel like I feel like we're gonna see some like you know some some credits roll across the screen like from Pixar, a car's life. I mean, there are some credits, but it's just like it's just a large opening credit sequence. That's all it is, and then yeah. just like and then it's just him driving to that music track. Yeah, like it's just like a dash cam video for ten minutes with that music. That's the beginning of the movie. It's so bad. That's, that's not worth it. This movie, it, it is the only reason we watched it was because we were watching it with like six or seven other people. Yeah, like that. That like you watch this for comedic value with friends. Like I, else. riff tracks did um, 
uh, a recording on this and they have it on Amazon Prime. I couldn't watch the Rift Tracks version by myself. That's how bad it is. Did they struggle with it? Yeah, they struggled with it. It was just so bad. Because the thing is, there's nothing funny or anything happening. It's just him. It's like if you went to work and someone just put a, a, a webcam just looking at you the whole day. That's the two-thirds of the movie. My commute is so much more exciting compared to that shit. And I haven't driven to my office in months. <laughs> All right, well, get ready. All right. So, yeah, I mean, this is like, you know, give you an idea. This is like two thirds of the movie right here. Ladies and gentlemen, I have some great news. Our board of directors has agreed to the acquisition of NCT software by Oracle Corporation for a billion dollars. You guys have worked hard, and you've all earned your stock option. Congratulations. It's as if the prior clapping never happened. Yeah, it's like they filmed two separate scenes. They're like, hey, what should we put in the movie? Uh, neither. Make up something people oh. would be happy about. It's, and they're using, like, stock Windows Movie Maker-like sounds. <laughs> it gets worse though. <laughs> that's Wouldn't such that a that's st- such a Doyle move. <laughs> that's a very Doyle move right there. For our audio viewers, uh shaking out chair. No, he's pumping the chair. <laughs> yeah, so that right there is the first hour of the movie and you may be wondering where are the birds yeah the birds don't come <laughs> until another hour of there's this like garbage. zero birds for like two-thirds of this whole movie <laughs> did, right, did uh, you guys ever see that movie they come at night no long story short no one comes at night that's how i feel about watching this right now all right, all right guys, so here's here's where the birds actually come and you'll see how terrible um the cgi is it cgi is I'm, the, this, I guess you could say the romance scene is also in this clip. Do you want to share that as well, RJ? Yeah. Okay. I want to see what got Doyle so frustrated. Ready. So stupid. What do you think? Pause. Notice what's on the back of the TV. It's like, it, all right, guys, you ready to film? Yeah. Oh, but they forgot to uh, turn off the TV. No, no, it's, it's, it's like a, it's like a, way. it's like a Billy Mays commercial. But the way she comes out with the music and everything, and this looks like a softcore porn. She's hot though. Yeah, that is great. Yeah. You look fine. Fine. They're both objectively pretty people, but this directing makes them look like two aliens pretending to be humans sucking each other's faces. And uh, I want the audience to keep in mind that this is like, we're watching a shorter edit clip. The the actual scenes are much longer than this. (laughs) And it's still awful. It's still pretty bad. And then this is what happens right after the romance scene. And the the movie finally gets going after an hour. (laughs) 
One hour. Um, I definitely kissed that loud. <laughs> oh, warning! Stop. I'm sorry. Why are the warning? And why are the birds blowing up? <laughs> so, this is like Pearl so Harbor. For, for the audio, for the audio listeners, the birds are just dive bombing into the ground <laughs> and exploding <laughs> loudly, this, like like squawking. This is like bird 911 it's like they they don't even look like birds they look like play-doh mm-hmm. it gets worse uh yeah. it's uh, i mean and you hear yeah, this yeah. one bird sound on loop for the next half hour <laughs> yeah so why are the birds making airplane noise <laughs> <laughs> You know, I think, you know, I'm sorry we didn't give you a, a, a headphone warning ahead of time because I'm pretty sure it's just like ear rape. Yeah, <laughs> headphone warning too late now. Sorry. sorry. Do, this is what goes the, through my mind when you go, Ree! So do birds, so does global warming cause birds to dive bomb and blow up? Yes, they turn into yes. they turn into suicide bombers. It's really sad. This is uh, Oscar-worthy acting right here. Get ready. Headphone warning. Wait, why are they coming out with like coat hangers? Is this like a backyard abortion party? (laughs) (laughs) They're literally T posing. That's all they're doing. All right, pause it real quick. So, like, for, for again, for the audio listeners. Like these birds, uh, just picture them T posing in front of these four people as they try to get into their car, and they're whacking them away with coat hangers. <laughs> yeah, and that's the extent of the CGI. Just like really <laughs> shitty PS2 animated like birds, all in T poses with like slight flaps. Like, Doyle, the birds are coming, and you have to leave your house. Do you grab a coat hanger? <sighs> Please, I'm not grabbing the coat hanger. I'm grabbing the chainsaw, the 30-odd six, and a <laughs> pair of clean underwear. Just one? Because who knows what's going to happen with these dive bomber birds. They could literally blow up buildings five minutes ago, but they can't take out five people with coat hangers. Dude, coat hangers are the most dangerous weapon when it comes to birds. Oh, wait, oh, wait, go, go Tell back. me somebody dies. Does somebody go die in this film? Yeah, no. like, go, oh, yeah, go to the lot. gas station scene. Like, go here. Oh, yeah, this was like, you know, the gas station during Corona. Yeah, go like, here. Pandemic, like when it just started. Yeah, apparently. Apparently everything's already gone to shit. Like one day. <laughs> Turn into the set of The Walking Dead. Okay. Notice how the, uh, the audio in this is just garbage. <laughs> Bitch, get toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, that's Corona gold. 
Oh no, here they come. Here they come. Dive over! God, my, my ears! Oh, wow, that's loud. Now they have a gun? <laughs> yeah, now they have a Randomly, gun. Randomly, the dude that was getting laid and then fighting birds of co-hangers suddenly Wait, pulled out. Doesn't does somebody die here? Or did they get to the car? They're trying to save the bus. You know, like they're, trying, they're attacking these people on a bus. Oh, my Thank God they're not hitting the people on the bus. That was not a real person in the bus. That's a fucking mannequin. Oh, I guess they are people. Well, shit. Fooled you. Totally fooled me. CGI. Wow. Apparently these birds are... Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. Let's play. Look, the birds shoot acid, apparently. <laughs> that That's like the freaking Nickelodeon slime-a-thon right there. You can tell those are blanks. Look at these T-poses. Tell me this is a movie that was made for some college film project. I think, because, like, if you look, like, some actors are wearing, like, T-shirts with, like, a, some website written on it. It's, like, some I mean, environmentalist website. I, it's on Netflix, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure yeah, that's where I watched No, yeah, it's, it's probably off by now. It, it's on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime loves that stuff. But that's basically Birdemic, personally. Yeah, that's Birdemic in that it. Is I don't want to watch that. If it's you want to break up with a girl. I, I really wouldn't. Like, I mean, you can if you want. I'll do it. Uh, but no. I really... I prefer not to go through that torture again. I, I don't want to watch I it. I can't do it. Sean, what did you say? I I If you're going to break up with a girl, watch this and then be like, yeah, it's over. That's oddly specific. Do you want to tell us something? Yeah. <laughs> another episode. Oh my gosh, another one. Okay, guys, I don't want to watch this movie. Okay, this is an that. example. Zero of out of ten. How not to make a good, bad movie. It's just uh, yeah. Right. Like if you're gonna watch a good bad movie, watch Samurai Cop. That's that's you know that, that's anything else. Just go go watch Paint Dry. Um, Zed, what's what, what's what's next? Is this our last one? Mm-hmm. So we're gonna wrap up with Nick Cage movies. Hooray! Nick Cage. I, I want to go ahead and just say something. Nick Cage is probably my favorite actor because if you want to talk about somebody who genuinely tries regardless of circumstances. Nick Cage is really that person. We're going to steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> I cannot wait to see him as Joe Exotic, I can tell you that. I mean, the thing is, Nick Cage is a really good actor. The problem is, he just gets shitty opportunities. I feel like after um, National Treasure and maybe Ghost Rider, all his films just be- became like direct-to-DVD movies. Like, Lord of War and Kick-Ass was his peak in his career. Like, that was the best Nick Cage has been. Cage. Yeah. Oh, who, who memorizes the quote from Lord of War? Which of you does that? Uh, wh- wh- what was the quote in Lord of War? About getting ha- guns in the hands of every person. Oh, yeah. Uh, actually, I could pull it up if you want. 
Yeah, we, we got to watch that. Uh, so, you know, you can compare, I guess, like, you know, what we'll show, like, compare Nick Cage when he has a good opportunity to Nick Cage when he has a shitty opportunity and the movie is just, he's too good for the movie. Lord of War is genuinely probably one of the best films out there. I genuinely like it. I agree. Okay, so let, let's search the uh, uh, Lord of War. Down. On the good old YouTube. YouTube. Man, there were a lot of clips. Uh, Nick Cage. So just check out Nick Cage's acting right here. Like, he's, it's just, he's so good in this movie. Is this where they're showing, like, the life of a bullet scene? Mm-hmm. Oh, there his, he is. His delivery of this monologue is absolutely brilliant. That's a lot of ball casings. There are over 550 million firearms in worldwide circulation. That's one firearm for every 12 people on the planet. The only question is, how do we arm the other 11? How do we arm the other 11? I like that. That is such, that is peak Nick Cage. The question is, how do we arm the kick-ass... Nick Cage. Like, these were the two movies where he yeah. was just brilliant in. Oh, I, I found out something recently. One, he almost played Superman in the 90s, but second, do you know what his firstborn son's name is? No. Kal-El. He's named after freaking Superman. That's bitchin'. I love Newt. I love Newt Cage. He could do no wrong. Cage. Come on, Mindy, honey. Be a big girl now. There's nothing to be wow. afraid of. Yeah. Oh, child. Only for a second, sugar. A handgun bullet travels at more than... 700 miles an hour. 700 miles an hour. So at close range like this, the force is going to take you off your feet for sure, but it's really no more painful than a punch in the chest. Why are you getting punched in the chest? You're going to be fine, baby doll. <laughs> This is what I do when my kid tells me he's not playing with I mean, you shoot them in the chest? Yes. Because he's a, he's, there's just no use for that kid anymore then. Wow. And then here's another scene oh. that this portrays, you know, Nick Cage's, you know, amazing ability in acting. I, I've never seen this. Roddy. This is, he, he's really good at delivering monologues. Nothing is anybody's fault. But things happen. Look. He looks like Wolverine. This wood is fake. Five years ago, I was engaged to be married, and, uh, and Johnny came in here, and he ordered bread for me. And I said, oh, okay, some bread. <laughs> and, and I put my hand in the slicer, and it got caught because I wasn't paying attention. The slicer chewed off my hand. <laughs> it's funny because when my fiance found out about it, but she found out that I'd been maimed, she left me for another man. Oh, it's terrible. You had blood between you and Johnny? Yes, that's it. <laughs> Johnny's fault. I don't care. I ain't no freak. 
freaking monument to justice. I lost my hand. I lost my bride. Johnny has his hand. Johnny has his bride. You want me to take my heartbreak, put it away and forget? Now, I was genuinely freaked out by that. Now, watching those three scenes, would, if, if no one knew who Nick Cage was and you showed them those three scenes would you, and asked them, is this a good or a bad actor? What would you say? Good actor. He's a Great good actor. actor. Fantastic. Yeah, and so the problem is because Nick Cage apparently is in debt or something, he has no choice but to take movies. Or just, his his, his agent basically stole all his money and ran out of the country. So now Nick Cage has to do everything that comes across his way to get out of this debt, which is a curse, but it's given us some scenes in some films that are questionably not his finest moments. All right, so, you know, he has to do any film that comes. So this is him doing 211 straight-to-DVD movie about a cop who is working in a middle-of-nowhere town, and there's a bank robbery, and, you know, you know, stuff goes to shit, and he's just not having a good day. And money. And that is when we, we began taking incoming fire and my partner pause it you can tell he's about to snap sean sean can you tell me is there something wrong with nick cage's face uh yeah there's some kind of just either he he, i i can't i can't explain bad plastic surgery or something i don't know i'm sorry go ahead said no other Maybe passenger. actor's boner? I don't know. We had one ride along in the, in the back. You had a ride along in the back? Where's the ride along now? Where's the ride along now? I don't know where the ride along is, sir. <laughs> what took you so long? Chandler, I just need to know if there was... I need to know where the ride along is. What, what? No, what What took you so long? We We can only get to this active shooter as quick as possible. No, you were, you were an hour late, and we were outgunned. Chandler... And my... And my son... He's dead! He's dead! He has a child on the way! What took you so long? I feel like Nick Cage just vents his frustrations on set and they just record it. Is his actual son dead? (laughs) 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 No, but something else is definitely happening with him. Yeah, because, I mean, you see him in his older movies, how he's brilliant, and now in all these shitty straight-to-DVD <laughs> movies, he's just going crazy. Brilliant. Oh, uh, my gosh. Here's a scene where the pharmacy won't refill his prescription. Same movie? Oh. Uh, different movie, I think. Uh, actually, real life. Uh, yeah, Mastic ma- Men. Yeah, Mastic Men. Real life I feel, I feel movie. Like he, I feel like he comes out with you a movie, like every couple months. I, I'm losing track. Drink plenty of water with that. Thanks. Uh, it's just Nick Cage in real life. I'll be right with you, sir. Filling a prescription. Someone's just filming. This is my mom last week when she couldn't Hi, get I her. I don't have a prescription. Sir, please wait your turn. I know, I know, but this is an emergency. Hey, buddy, ever heard of a lie? Hey, have you ever been dragged to the sidewalk and being tell you, pissed blood? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, my God. Does he have Tourette's? Listen, I, I'm sorry. I, I really need. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I need a refill of this. Do you have a prescription? Well, no, but see, my, my doctor, my shrink, he gave me these, and they're 
There are samples of... Darn it, I, I can't remember the name. It's, oh, Prefix. Prefix something. I, I, I'm sorry, sir. Without yes. a prescription, there's nothing... But, okay, but you see, I, I have the package. Sir. So I'm clearly allowed to have them. Now I just need four or five of them cover me for the weekend. Let me see it. Pause it. I feel like this, this is like choked. Eric. Yeah, like this is like Eric Cartman from South Park when he fakes Tourette's. <laughs> hey, it's okay, everyone. I'm I'm trying trying to take care of my piss piss. <laughs> well, why don't you take a seat over there? <laughs> I am sorry, sir. These are supplements. What? This packet contains supplements, sir. No, no, no. My doctor gave those to me. They're, they're prefects. They're supplements, sir. The they're, bullshit, they're man. Prefects. Prefects. I'll pull Did you call security? menopause <laughs> no wonder he was pissing blood <laughs> oh, shit, doctor. oh my gosh that is uh, wow well i think we uh we made some progress tonight mm-hmm. this definitely went in the direction i didn't see but i'm glad it went there anyway um I'm okay, guys. You got to tell me uh, of these films, which one, if you could watch it right now, wh- which one of these would you go after? Zed, I'd say if we were gonna watch one movie with everyone, Miami Connection. Okay, I could see it, Derek. Uh, I'd watch Samurai Cop again. I'm gonna agree with you. I'd watch Samurai Cop again. I'd watch it again, Sean. Uh, depending on the mood, like if I, I just I want to end my life, Bert, uh, Bert movie. <laughs> okay, but. so we know that when we find Doyle has killed himself, he will be he will be in front of the TV playing Bird Dead. Yeah, with the Bird movie, I'll I'll literally just, call just 91 the, as he's dying. Right the first ten minutes of Bird Demic is going on with that music. <laughs> in the exactly. Uh, and someone's gonna I walk in the dark Samurai room Cop. with Birdemic playing and be like, Sean, are you okay? You're awfully quiet in there. You only watch yeah. this film and you're oh god. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well guys, it's been it it's been a it's been a great night. Folks, go ahead, follow me everywhere, especially on Instagram, where you can go ahead and pitch into ideas. Like this. We could do another Degenerate Theater whenever you want. Uh, I don't know any other way other than to say I still hate Master of Disguise and I'll never watch Birdemic. But I don't know. What will you watch? What were your recommendations for the future, folks? Let me know. As always, I'll be here later in the week. I'm Remso W. Martinez with Zed, Derek, and Sean. Another episode of On the Run. I'll talk to you later. Good night. Bye, everybody. See ya. Check out our other shows and more from the We Are Libertarians Network at wearelibertarians.com.